I'd like for you to take your Bibles and turn back with me to Isaiah 48, 17. We have been talking about this verse some lately, and we're going to receive tithes and offerings in just a moment. And this is something that you need to chew on some more. This is a very fascinating verse. Isaiah 48, 17. Just say this, say, prophet is important to God. Praise the Lord. Well, glancing here at Isaiah 48, 17, we see this statement. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to do what? To go bankrupt? To go broke? No, to profit. Who leads you by the way you should go. So we have some very interesting statements about God's desire for you to profit. We also have Deuteronomy 8.18, where the Lord says to not forget that it's He Himself who gives you the power to get wealth. Well, Pastor Stephen, I thought wealth was a dirty word. I thought that, uh, that to have wealth is to be sinful. Well, if it is, why would God give you the power to get it? Right? That doesn't make any sense, would it? Remember, God always makes sense. He knows exactly what he's doing. So it is the Lord God who gives you the power to get wealth. There's increase associated with that. There's profit associated with that. Now, having said that just briefly, turn with me just for a moment to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I know when you go to 1 Corinthians 12, you're, you're thinking in your mind along the lines of spiritual gifts. You are correct. That's where the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are clearly laid out and mentioned by the Apostle Paul. But look at verse 7 as it begins to give more of an, uh, an explanation of the gifts and their purpose. 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit. How many of you like the manifestation of the Spirit? Just wave your hand. That, in essence, is the coming forth of the Spirit, the moving of the Spirit. He, he manifesting through the various gifts. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for what? What's the purpose? For the profit of all. God's interested in your profit. He really is. And the spiritual gifts can be a key component in even your financial prosperity. Wow, how about that? Now, I know that this profiting is for every aspect of your life. Not just for your life, but the, the gifts manifesting through you to be a blessing in the lives of others. But don't forget, though, that the gifts of the Spirit... They can come forth, in a sense, to empower you to profit. It actually says that there in the Bible. Praise the Lord. I remember a Christian businessman and anointed Bible teacher, Dr. Norval Hayes, shared the story one time of when he received a word of wisdom from God, and the Holy Spirit told him to buy a piece of property that had very little value. Thus, it was priced very low and very easy for him to buy. He obeyed the Holy Spirit, he purchased the property, and just a short time thereafter, a, a, a company came along and said, we would like to buy that land that you own, we have a usage for it, and he sold it, and he made a profit, say profit, he made a profit, no sweat, no strain, just of $250,000. Now you stop and think just how easy, and, and Dr. Hayes talked about how easy that was. He said it was the easiest $250,000 he ever made in his life. How many of you would like to have $250,000 before the week is out? Praise God. Well, 
you know, that happened really because he heard a word of wisdom and he obeyed it. Now, he, he did say that the reason that the Lord gave him that supernatural word of wisdom was because of his obedience to do something in the area of blessing the Lord, in the area of what we would call evangelism and, and reaching out and sharing the gospel with those that need the gospel. And because of that, the, it made the Lord happy, and the Lord gave Brother Norval a word of wisdom that profited him, say profited, it profited him a quarter of a million dollars with no strain, no working 12 hours a day, no working 100 hours a week, just, just like that. Wow. So the gifts of the Spirit can really contribute to you experiencing profit, yes, even in your finances. After all, out of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, which one is actually mentioned first? The Word of Wisdom. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because I believe, and many other ministers believe as well, that out of all nine, that gift is the best gift. Now, there would, has, there would have to be categories of good, better, and best, because you are actually even instructed in 1 Corinthians, the teachings on the gifts, chapter 12, chapter 14, to go after the best gifts, right? So if there are some that are best, it would seem to imply that there can be some that are better than others. Praise God. Now, I know contextually, the one that's the best is the one that's needed the most, but Still, if we're just going to break them down and look at them overall, the one that really is the best is the one that's put there first. It is the word of wisdom, and one word of wisdom can cause you to profit. One word of wisdom, buy that piece of land, and it doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to be God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you know that God already knows what's down and what's going to move up? Praise the Lord. Hmm. Well, Sometimes we hear people make a statement, I'm going to go in the business. Pastor Stephen, I'm going to start my own business. Well, I'm launching a new business. Well, if we look at it at its bottom foundation, the bottom common denominator of business, what does it actually mean that you're going to go in the business? What is business? Really, business is just this. It's the exchange of your effort, of your energy, of your talent, of your giftings for a profit. Did you catch that? That's all business is. You're exchanging your willingness to work, your willingness to uh, transact your gift, your talent, your anointing, your creativity for what? A profit. Pastor Stephen, and I understand that, but I'm just going to go in the business. I just want to break even then you don't need to be going in the business because that's not what the, the business is even defined as. You only go into business to make a profit. If, if you don't understand that, you need to go to 101 basics because God, God even has profit. Watch out on his mind. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't ever forget that you have been grafted into the family of Abraham because you are now in Christ. And that same way of thinking, mm, that same way of thinking, that same way of thinking should be st start to come on you, which is not to take advantage of somebody, but it should be a, a, a mindset of, if I'm in this, I'm in this for a profit. I'm not wasting time. We should make some money here. 
Now, you understand I'm separating this from from evangelism. You understand that, right? We're talking about business in a sense. Glory to God. But that that anointing of Abraham, who was very rich in cattle, silver, and gold. He was a keen businessman. Can you say yes? Wow. Praise God. Coming on Isaac. Coming on Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Coming on down the line upon the twelve patriarchs. Even to the point when the brothers were going to put Joseph in a pit and let him die there. The gears are turning in the mind of Judah. And he says, no, hold, hold on a minute. Why, why would we just let him die in a pit and let the vultures pick him out of there and eat his bones? Wait, we can sell him to the Ishmaelites for a profit. They're, 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 they're coming through right now. There's the caravan. We can make a profit off of our own brother. Now, that, you understand that wasn't right, correct? But the, the basic mechanics of business, we need to make a profit. That should be in your DNA. Sure is quiet today. Praise God. But I know it's going into your spirit. Hmm. Because that's the way God thinks. Praise God. See, God, God put all the gold in the earth. And he gave, he gave the potential to man to stand back and think, how can we get it out? Well, we can get some stuff off the surface. We can pan for it. It's heavy. It's seven times heavier than the other basic minerals. And so it'll sink to the bottom. Uh, we can maybe begin to like move things around on the surface. But man begin to understand that if you really want to get more gold, you're going to have to move more material. And you're going to have to begin to separate the material. And even when you get down to the black sand material, begin to separate that from the gold. And God began to give men understanding who sought him out. Understanding why? So they can profit in these endeavors. Where is it at? How do we get it? How do we extract it? Mm. And can we do all of this? And incorporate our price, the cost of doing this, and at the end still make a profit out of it because it's worth more than what we put into it. Ah, hmm. Whether it's the search for gold or precious minerals or whatever it might be, product development or whatever it might be, trading in the various markets, whatever it might be, mm, you working for a company. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I don't have my own business. I work, I work for a corporation. Oh, you still have your own business. Well, the only thing that you've done is you've had decided to take your business and just hire yourself out exclusively for them. That, that's, that's all it is. That's all it is. You're still in business for yourself. You've just assigned yourself to that company and you're rewarded for that. And, and that's, that's good. You can get stocks. You can get 401ks and all of these things that they would entice you to say, come over here with your business and align yourself distinctly with us. And, and if you decide to branch off on your own, you don't necessarily have that support base. That is the reward for going with, you know, uh, with just one team. But, you know, if God shows you other ways to profit, you can start to do that. Even, even if you want to play it safe, stay with your day job. Don't quit your day job, but hey, what do you do with these other hours where you could start to think, Lord, teach me the prophet. Lord, just one word from you could make things really, really interesting with my life. Wow. Hallelujah. Mm. 
All right. Tithing is a spiritual transaction that positions you for financial profit. Mm, praise God. That's why you need to be a tither. Show the Lord. Don't just say, but show the Lord that you are a steward of finances. Bring the tithes. Bring in financial seed that you would sow into the storehouse that feeds you. Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready to profit? I want you to have a biblical mindset of profiting. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich, and God will add no sorrow with it. Clean money. Clean money. Pastor Steve, we're going to do an investigation on you. We're going to have the FBI. Go ahead and run it. God gives you clean money. Hallelujah. When God does it, you don't have to worry about the FBI showing up. You say, there are my books. There's nothing secret going on. I haven't laundered any money. There's nothing coming in from the Russians, right? <laughs> or, or from, you know, South America or something like that. Everything's clean. We're running a clean, transparent operation. And you lay your head on the pillow every night, peaceful, and, and um, you haven't done anything uh, immoral. You haven't done anything illegal. And yet, you're just, you're just blessed. You're just blessed. Why? Because it really is coming from God. The source of it really is coming from God. Woo! And it's a flow you can stay in all the days of your life. Your children, your children learn it. They watch you. They pick up on it. Your grandchildren look at you. They learn it. They pick up on it. Brothers and sisters in the body of Christ that are in you, that are young in the Lord, they look at you. They pick up on it. They realize you have a, you have a walk with God. Don't forget, Job was very, very wealthy, but he was a very spiritual man. He could interpret dreams. He could feed the poor. He could hire laborers. He had a vast employee base. He had the largest Mercedes dealership in the Middle East. Camels, selling thousands of camels, hallelujah. That was the luxury ride of the desert, praise God, back in those days. But he was a very spiritual man. Mm, hallelujah. Father, we thank you today that we have the honor of walking with you in such an amazing covenant. Will you give us the power to get wealth so that the covenant may be established, the great commission might be fulfilled. We thank you for this invitation to participate with you in areas of unlimited profitability. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. All right, those of you that are watching online and you would like to bring the tithes and offerings in through the traditional mail system, please send your tithes and offerings to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, our zip code 28117. If you would like to go online right now, and bring your tithes and offerings in safe and secure online. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can go there right now, bring them in. Praise God. Those of you in the live studio audience, you would like to sow a seed. Perhaps some of you might even consider this your home church. Praise God, your online church. You can bring the tithes and offerings in now. Just write a check, make it out to SBI. Praise God. Drop it in the basket that's being passed around. And all of you as you're giving, just look, make a note, make a note on your, on your tithe or on your offering and say, God has my prophet on his mind. Mmm, woo, hallelujah, a mindset of profitability, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, all the giving that's being received now in the studio, bless it and bless your people online. In the name of Jesus, amen, and amen.
Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. Okay, praise God. Mm -mm. Okay, Lord, we thank you for that. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Good stuff going on in the body of Christ. Are you happy today? Good. Amen. You're blessed. Tell the person next to you, say, I'm blessed. Tell the person next to you, say, I see profit coming your way. Now tell the person on the other side, say, I see profit and a profit coming your way. Mm. See profit and a word from the Lord coming to you. Mm. Praise God. You know, God has a way of getting prophets to you in the most unusual place. You think, surely there's no prophet here. You'd be amazed where God sends prophets to. Show up in the most unusual places. Now, take your Bibles. Go with me to Hebrews mm -mm, chapter 11. I just sense that people are really thinking about going into business. Woo! To do what? To make a profit. Woo! Mm -mm. Hebrews chapter 11 Please meet me in verse 6. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that we believe it's anointed. We know it is. That just hearing it, receiving it, and meditating on it, it has the power in and of itself to remove burdens and destroy yokes. We thank you, Father, for your anointed word. Now let your Holy Spirit come and breathe life upon it, that it be quickened and made alive unto us. We thank you. We thank you for this vital work of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Uh, there's no need to try to reinvent the wheel. You really can't do it any other way. <laughs> You're going to need faith. And I do preach on different subjects, but I know that the faith message is a core message that God wants me to teach because it is so necessary in the body of Christ that really you cannot even be saved without faith because you're saved by grace through faith. And there's so many things that you're going to need it for. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And you're just going to need it over and over again in your life. Here, you, can't, you see, you can't even please God without it. Praise the Lord. It's so important that Paul, uh, speaking in Romans chapter 14, said that that which is without faith is sin. Oh, wow. So, if, if you're not in faith, you're not in a place that you're supposed to be. Okay, so you need to be a person in faith. And really, all of the promises of God that you're going to see in the Bible on your Christian journey, that you think, that's amazing. I, I want that. The way that you're going to take it is you're going to take it by faith. Back in the Old Testament, God told His people, Israel, the land is already yours. All you have to do is go take it. Those in the Old Testament were types and shadows. We now have the substance of Christ. So we're not taking our land with a sword and a shield. You understand that? We're taking our land by faith. God's saying it's yours. I've already taken care of it for you at Calvary. Now go get it by faith. And so that's what we're going to do. And that really is something that's very pleasing to God when you step in and you stand on it because you begin to understand how God has set this thing up to work. And you, you become, like Abraham, a friend of God. Now, without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
for he who comes to God must believe that he is. Is everybody good to go on that? Everybody believe that God is, he's alive, he's in existence, and we're all good to go. Okay, he who comes to God must believe that he is. Now this is very important, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now I know that uh, Christians are believers in a sense, so the very fact that you're a believer denotes that you believe that God is does exist, that He is alive, that He is real. But you've also got to put this other attachment on there, this other, what we could even call a requirement, which is that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Praise God. Without a reward placed before you, you will not have the motive that you need when the going gets tough. Have me know that, by the way, sometimes the going does get tough. Not all the time, but there can be seasons of trials and difficulties and, and, and challenges. So what you're going to need is a clearly identifiable reward out in front of you, because that is going to give you a motive to press on. Reward is given as an incentive to continue during those times that, that it's just flat out tough. Praise God. I mean, after all, why would you get up early in the morning to pray when the bed is so comfortable and it's so dark outside and the, and the sheets and the comforter feel like they weigh 45 pounds and uh, the air conditioner is on or the ceiling fan and the breeze and you're so comfortable. And, and you know, not only that, maybe you got the bed late the night before and you're, you're tired. Why in the world would anybody push the sheets back, throw their feet over the side of the bed, and with, with their sand all over their eyes, make their way towards the bathroom, turn on the cold water faucet, and splash the water in their face and say it has begun again. Why would anybody do that? Because there is some form of reward that is out in front of you which is giving you a motive to do that. Now, He, God, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Here in the English language, you see two words, diligently seek. But in the Greek, it's actually just one word. It's the word ekzito. Please say that and learn a little Greek today. Ekzito. Maybe today after church, you'll have to go out and have a little Greek salad. Praise God. Glory to God. But that one word in the Greek means to diligently seek, it means to examine thoroughly, it means to fully investigate, watch this, it means to seek with a consistent craving. Mm. Wow. Are you seeking after God with a consistent craving? Well, not really, Pastor Stephen. Oh, well, then you need a reward. You need something to motivate you to do that. Because if you, had, if you had a reward system that God had worked with you and understanding, you would get up, or you would stay up, or you would give Him more of what He wants, which is your heart. Praise God. Can we talk about this today? We're really, in essence, talking about seeking the Lord. 
But this seeking after God, this deep investigation into God and His nature, this examining of God and His multifaceted beauty, this seeking Him with a consistent craving is something that you're doing because He wants you to know Him, and He also wants to do something very, very special in your life. Praise God. You know, um, Dr. Billy Graham has just gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it, it was also in uh, the year 2008 that I gave a prophecy uh, in a conference that me and my wife hosted in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, where I, I, I said that keep an eye open because after Oral Roberts has gone on to be with the Lord, and he has, and then after Dr. Billy Graham has gone on to be with the Lord, and he just has, then there is going to be a release of the Spirit for a new wave of evangelism, unlike anything we've ever seen in our generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, by the way, we also, we even have a president unlike anything we've ever seen in, in really in our entire lifetime. We've never had a, gener uh, we've never had a president like we have now who actually cares about the well-being of the average American citizen. Uh, a lot of uh, people who have gone before, a lot of good presidents who have gone before, behind the scenes there has been a, a lot of manipulation, a lot of selling out of the interest of the well-being of the American citizen for, uh, you know, a lot of backroom deals and things like that. But uh, we, we've got a great president that God can work through. Not perfect, as you know, far from perfect, but he's God's man with a heart for the Lord, and he has more favor towards the church than I believe any other president I've seen in my lifetime. Praise God today. And so I believe that with the passing of Oral Roberts now and Billy Graham, that a new wave of evangelism, a new moving of the Spirit is going to come forth. And uh, this is something that I gave a word on that 10 years ago. And now we're here. And I believe a new glory is coming into the body of Christ, even a new boldness. Uh, here I have a book by another general of the faith who went to be with the Lord just a few years ago. And this was the beloved saint of India, Dr. D.G.S. Denikaran. I hold in my hand his book that I would encourage uh, many of you to get, all of you to get if you don't have a copy called An Insight into Heaven, in which he talks about his many journeys to heaven and being caught up in the spirit and going to heaven in visions and talking, from, talking with everybody from Jesus to Peter to Paul to Jonah to Samson and, and many others. If you want to fill in a lot of gaps of, of, of maybe questions you have about heaven, this book would really bless you. But I, I have this book here today because in my meditations this week on verse 6, thinking about how God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek, you, you can't skip the fact that if you want the reward, you are going to have to diligently seek. And if you're willing to do that, Amazing things can come out of that, and Dr. Dennis Karen gave an example that I thought would be good to uh, roll in today, uh, into today's teaching, of what happened to him after seeking the Lord diligently, watch this, for seven years. Did you catch that? Not, not even seven days, not seven months, not 17 months. He sought God for seven years before the Lord showed up with a reward. Isn't that amazing? Don't forget that, that the, the word reward in the original Greek, in the context of the classic culture of the day during the Lord's time and during the time of the apostles, it actually meant wage payer. 
God is a wage payer. And I know in our culture that most people, when they go to work, they get a paycheck every two weeks. Some people, it's different. You might get a paycheck every, every month. But God also will reward. He will also pay wages. But He has a different timetable of paying them out. The, the thing, though, that's good is that if you go seven years without the payment, you know that when the payment shows up, though, it's going to be seven years of labor. Wow. You need to think about that. Because there was a time in my life I sought God earnestly for one prayer, asking Him for one thing for two years, and never got an answer. But after two years, the whole payment came in one night. How about that? Let me jump back to Dr. Denikaran's story. This dear uh, general of God has also passed on. He's now in heaven. He's now in heaven. And this is his testimony of when God came to answer his prayer after seven years of diligently seeking him. This is what he said. Though my eyes were closed, I could suddenly see a great light coming from heaven and filling the room. I could immediately sense the presence of a supernatural person in the room. All my tiredness, that's because he had worked all day long that day at the bank. All my tiredness disappeared, and I felt as fresh as a rose. I began to wonder from where that freshness had come all over me. Then a joy unspeakable and full of glory also pervaded all over me. It was filling me through and through. I was wondering within myself as to where this joy was coming from. In fact, for several years, my heart had known only discouragement, depression, as I could not meet the Lord. Okay, so for seven years, he had sought the Lord for a face-to-face, close-walk encounter with God. Let me pause just for a moment. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You need to have something persistent that you're seeking after. Did you catch that? You can't be just like, like all over the board. I know you have various requests, but there needs to be some type of general track that you're on. You're tracking a major thing. Oh, yes, you have to cover minor things. You have to cover this in prayer. But you're still tracking and asking and seeking something major. Do you see that? You might not even, in a sense, know how God's going to answer it. That's okay. Let him sort all of that out when he comes up. That's his job. But there's still something that you're tracking. For Dr. Dennis Karen, he always wanted to have a deep walk with the Lord where he could have face-to-face face, face encounters with God. Okay, so after seven years, the Lord has come, and now the Lord is actually in the room. He says, Dr. Dennis Karen said, it was a divine visitation which replaced all my desperation with a delirious joy. Yes, I saw the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. The King of all kings stood before me as an embodiment of inexpressible love and compassion. His look could be compared only to the approving look of, the, of a nursing mother at her child. My joy began to snowball into an uncontrollable laughter, responding spontaneously to the smile of Jesus. The Lord Jesus then began to speak. Now watch this. Please listen very carefully to this. He recounted how I had prayed during those seven years, seeking the anointing of His Holy Spirit and Himself. He, the Lord Jesus, recollected systematically the particular date, the day, 
the place of prayer, the exact time of my prayer, and even the words I used each time in prayer. It was indeed incredible. He proceeded recounting in this manner every single prayer which I had offered up until that midnight hour of when he was then experiencing that visitation. Then with a smile he said, I am Jesus. Having heard all your prayers, I have come in person to bless you. Dr. Denikaran said, oh, I was in a state of heavenly bliss for the next three full hours in his glorious presence. Now, if you purchase that book, I'm sure you can find it at Amazon or online somewhere. He goes on and tells about the reward that Jesus gave him. The first thing Jesus did was baptized him in the spirit and filled him with the Holy Spirit. That's when Dr. Denikaran for the first time began to speak in other tongues. He, Dr. Denikaran said he was so happy that he was receiving the Lord's presence that he thought I should try to thank him. And when he tried to thank him in his language, an unknown language came out. And he tried to ex say, Lord, I, I can't explain. I want to say thank you. But this, the Lord says, it's fine. This is called tongues. I'm filling you with my Holy Spirit. This is what's known in the Bible as the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then the Lord placed upon him an anointing of compassion. Now, Dr. Denikaran was known to those around India and throughout the Far East as the Apostle of Love. Because as he would stand and minister to the multitudes, the love of God would come through him and begin to touch people and heal people who had had very traumatic and difficult experiences in life. Waves of compassion would go over the people. So that was given to him after seven years of seeking God. Wow, praise God, praise God. Now, here's the thing. You have to understand that when it says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you will have times that you will think God doesn't hear anything you're asking. You will think, Lord, I'm doing all this seeking. Do you even know? Do you even care? Could you pop out behind the veil at least for a moment and tell me that you really are watching? <laughs> Don't ever, ever doubt for a minute that he doesn't hear everything you say. Everything, every cry of your heart, every longing desire that you have, every bit of effort that you put into, he counts every single bit of it. Even, even David said that the Lord has gathered all my tears in a vial, in a bottle. Wow, he sees it all. And you really need to understand that. I sought the Lord two years for a mantle. I said, Lord, I've read in the Bible about mantles. Elijah, Elisha, double portion, Paul. Timothy, his son, Joshua, uh, receiving the mantle of Moses, a special impartation. I see these things, and then I look at church history, and I see other examples. But I said, Lord, I, I haven't had anything like that in my life. I would like to. I would like to. Have. Do you catch that? No, not a two-week urge, and then you're gone. No, not a two-month fall in, and then fall out. Uh, blow in, blow up, and then blow out. And they were like, what happened to brother so-and-so? What happened? He was so excited. <laughs> he's gone. He's on to something else now. And he lasts on that for three months, and then he's gone on to something else after that. Diligently seek, consistently crave. And after two years, I sat on the side of the bed getting ready to go to sleep. I said, Lord, I don't know what to say. I, 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 to be honest, I feel discouraged. I felt like I've put all this effort, all this study into this subject. And, and if, if there's anything to show for it, I don't see it anywhere in my life. But I do believe, though, that you still do these things 
that you still get mantles impartations. I would really like one. I'm just letting you know I'm extremely discouraged, though. That night, the Lord came. How about that? that now, now, why, Dr. Denikaren, why would the Lord wait seven years? For me, why, why two years? What's going on with all of this when he's here all the time? He has it. Why doesn't he just give it? I believe there's development in the journey. I believe that the journey itself is fun. And here's something that before, before I explain to you what happened on my two-year journey and the conclusion of that, and in many ways an ongoing experience, you have to understand that if you will push yourself, I'm not talking about allowing the devil to push you because he's merciless. The devil would love for you to break your body. The devil would love for you to harm yourself or, or go too hard. But the Holy Spirit will lead you. But he'll also, in a sense, throw a gauntlet down and say, will you take the challenge? Well, what, 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 what's in it? What do I have to give up? Just, just anything that's carnal, you've got to give it up. And make a big push into the Spirit, into the things of God, into the kingdom. Make a deep penetration into the things of the kingdom. If you're willing to do that, there can be times you think, Lord, this is, this, I have to do this every day. The demand of this is so strong. Every day I'm trying to rise to this challenge. Lord, I need your grace today. And there will be times you'll think, I can't go any further. And it's moments like that God will meet you in the most unexpected ways. That you're like, I know God's in this. I'm not about to drop out now. Mm. It's like somebody tracking the mother load of gold. You're trying to hit the glory spot, and you think you're on it. You don't know because you haven't seen it, but you get an indicator. This is it. Oh, we found fool's gold. Oh, well, pyrite, which is fool's gold. Anytime you find that, it means you're getting close to the real gold. Mm. And you start to get tracks. You start to even get signs where God pops up. And he refreshes you and encourages you. And although it has been a long journey, you feel like, man, I'm running. I, I, I even feel like somehow now I can even pick up the pace. You're getting close. You're getting close. It reminds me of the old oil man back in the 1930s when a lot of oil derricks were going up. And he, he had got down to several thousand feet. The investor money had run out. They're, they didn't have the money to drill any further. He said, we can't stop. He said, something tells me, as a veteran oil driller, something tells me that if we just go another 50 feet, we're going to hit the gusher. And all the investors said, we're tapped out. We don't have any more money. But he went to one man and said, uh, he said, I know you've got some money. You've been saving it. Please, please invest it into this project. I really believe if I can just go the next 50 feet, we can hit it. And the man said, all right. He said, you've convinced me. He said, I'm all in. They went 50 more feet, and they hit the mother load. They hit the glory well, and it blew, it blew the whole rigging out, blew all the pipes out, everything. And it took them a while to get it capped because back then they didn't have all the, the pressure uh, mechanisms and the safety valves that we have today. But my friends, my friends, you'll have to push. You'll have to push. There will have to be an earnest seeking that is consistent in its nature. And if you do that, God will meet you. Hallelujah. After two years, the Lord came that night and he visited me and he took, uh, he woke me up and took me up into the second heaven and he showed me the enemy's stronghold and he took me to a place there and he allowed me to do a raid on the enemy's territory. Wow. I plundered something that belonged to the enemy that I took back that originally belonged to the body of Christ. Whoa, still got it today. 
And a portion of that mantle is also what helped propel me from not just a local ministry, but what has become an international ministry. Praise God. Woo! Woo! Glory! Sure glad I didn't quit after one year and nine months. Mm. Or I'd still be sitting in that town ministering to only four walls. Literally. Hallelujah. Something came on me that I never had before. Something from God. Why, why, why'd God do that? Well, I was seeking. I was seeking. But Pastor Stephen, aren't these things by God, aren't they by grace though? You cannot earn them. It's not about how much you pray. I, I, look, look, I know all of that. I, I love the grace message. It's so beautiful, I could teach it for the rest of my life. But we also have to talk about the other side of the coin. Even with the grace gifts, the nine gifts of the Spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and so forth. Theologians know in the Greek, it's called the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit. Well, charismata translated basically means grace gifts. They are gifts that are given. You can't earn them. They are dispensed by grace, right? But Paul turns right around at the same time and says, earnestly, des earnestly desire them. Can you see the balance? You have to really go after it. Well, I, well, you have to understand, Pastor Stephen, this is all by grace. If God wants me to have it, He'll just give it. He'll just drop it on me. Don't. Don't put it all on one extreme. There is grace in this, but you need to go after it. And I mean, King James Version even says, covet, covet earnestly spiritual gifts. I mean, you have thumbs up from God. Go after it. Ask God for it. Seek God for it. Pursue God for them earnestly, passionately. Wow. God says you, you, you have legal authority to do that. Ask me for it. Wow. So, so you see, you see, you got to work this from both sides. Mm, praise God. Or you will sit around with unfulfilled destiny. Because there are some things you only get if you really, you really go after it. Can you say yes? Praise God. How many of you have heard of Charles Harrison Mason? Uh, he's an apostle of God. He went to be with the Lord in 1955. He was the man that God used to raise up what is known today as the Church of God in Christ. You know, the, uh, the primarily black Pentecostal churches, charismatic in nature, moving of the Spirit. But it was Dr. Charles Harrison Mason who God chose. He even told him, he said, take my name and call this work that you're raising up the church of God in Christ. Because that's actually in, in the Bible, in one of the epistles that Paul uh, identified the body of Christ with that name. Dr. Mason had traveled out to California, even went to the Azusa Street Revival. He was friends with William Seymour. And he knew the powerful prayer life that Dr. Seymour had. Sometimes we think these things are mysteries. But even uh, John G. Lake said that he had talked personally one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Seymour and, and asked Brother Seymour, how much do you pray every day? He said five hours a day. And he said when the revival came forth, he had bumped it up to even seven hours a day. Well, that was just a sovereign move of God. Well, there's a whole lot of praying going on for something that was sovereign. A lot of times you look behind the scenes, you do see sovereign elements, but you also see answers that God comes based upon the seeking. Mm. I believe God's going to come into your life and do wild things for you. That others look at you and say, now come on, how did you get that breakthrough? This is not luck. This is not God reaching His arm over the balcony of heaven and just randomly choosing you to zap you with a blessing gun. How did you tap into this? 
Because you're, you're doing it consistently. You have something going on with God. You have to. This is God's stuff. Praise God. See, diligently seeking with a clear reward in sight. This is what you're after. You believe that God will actually do it in your life. And you're following also His plan for your life. In other words, that thing that you're after is what He's putting you to go after. Mm, wow. Charles Harrison Mason had a tremendous gift from God to pray and get consistent answers from God for all kinds of things. He was one of the few men, maybe only 10, in the entire nation in the 1920s and the 1930s that could go anywhere, even to a city that was completely locked down with drought and no rain for years, and he could pray and it would rain before he left town. And rain so heavy it would offset the famine and the drought. And there was another lady that was raised up also, and this lady was a housewife. This lady was not a minister. She was not in fivefold ministry. But she understood Hebrews 11.6. And she just, oh, she tried an experimentation with God. She wasn't even sure if God would do it. But she went down to the river one day. And she said, Lord, I'm willing to make a commitment to you and really, really seek you if you'll do this for me. And the Lord, the Lord, she said, the Lord's presence came and said, let's talk. What kind of a deal are you wanting to work out? Because if, if you're willing to go all in, he, he understands, he understands this, this type of stuff. And she said, I want the ability, like Apostle Mason has, to be able to go into any kind of atmosphere, no matter how bad it's locked down by the enemy, to be able to go into it and pray to you and have you override it. And the Lord was basically like, what are you willing to give up? How many of you know the term, skin in the game? Mm. I heard uh, one uh, very wealthy uh, retired NBA basketball player wanted to go into this business venture with these businessmen. He said, oh, I like it. He said, I, I want to get involved. They said, how much skin are you willing to put into our game? In other words, you, you can come on board, but you need to put down $15 million to come on board. In other words, let us know you're committed, right? Well, I'm all in. Not, not, not unless we see some proof that you're all in. <laughs> right? The Lord said, what are you willing to do? She said, Lord, I will meet you every morning, early in the morning at the schoolhouse. And I am willing to pray five hours every morning and never miss a day for the next two years. Mm. And if, if I, I'm willing to do this, if you'll put this anointing on me, this, this very rare anointing of like serious heavyweight breakthrough prayer. And she said, I'll come, I'll come in the winter. I'll come in the summer when it's hot. There's no air conditioning, no, no, none of this stuff. And she said, I will fulfill all my obligations to my husband. I will fulfill all my responsibilities to my children. They'll not miss out on anything. I'll still do all the things I have as a responsibility as a wife and as a mother. The Lord said, I accept it. He said, we start tomorrow morning. And she started. And she got up early in the morning. She'd go to that, that, that empty little schoolhouse, and sh she would pray five hours of prayer, time with God. And days went by, and months went by, 
and time went by and time went by she said it got so cold in the winter and you know no heater nothing she's just just I mean sometimes it's extremely hard to do these things Pastor Stephen Dr. Jesus said my yoke is easy my burden is light and, and, and come follow me I, I understand all of that I understand all of that they're, they're, we're, we're talking about grace we're not talking about legalism we're not, we're not talking about law or bondage. We're just talking about that there is a price so the pay for things. After all, he also said, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow after me. Mm. And he even talked about the potential of losing family and friends and relatives for his sake. We're just trying to balance the coin. Can we do that? We want to look at both sides today. Hallelujah. While knowing there's grace and joy even in all of it. Hallelujah. This continued on for quite some time. One morning she got up, went down to the schoolhouse to pray. And the voice of God spoke to her and said, go home. She said, Lord, have I offended you? Lord, I'm sorry, have I done something wrong? And the voice again spoke and said, go home, go back to your house. And she said, oh, Lord Jesus, I, I must have done something wrong. I'm so sorry. And she got back to her house, and uh, it was still real early in the morning, and she was crying. She said, Lord, I, I don't know why you spoke to me. And she got home, and the Lord said, don't you know it's two years today? Today is your two-year mark. Are you ready for your blessing? He said, go down to the basement, and I shall meet you there and anoint you there. And she received the reward from the Lord, and she began to walk in such an anointing of prayer that anything she prayed, God answered. Anything. Anything. They begin, to, they begin to send her to cities where there were droughts and famines where it had never rained for two or three years. She would go in there, and she would begin to pray, and, 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 and the, the, um, the churches, the churches of God in Christ would rally around her. She'd begin to pray. She'd begin to pray. The next thing you know, it's raining. Okay, now send her here. Send her to St. Louis. Send her over to Nashville. Send her over here. And... In, those, in that stream, the only two people that had it in that stream were Charles Harrison Mason, a mighty apostle. That my, my old pastor said, I can't believe how many guys he raised from the dead. He raised so many people from the dead. I know you've heard about Smith Wigglesworth, but Dr. Mason raised so many people from the dead. Had such a tremendous anointing that even in Mississippi when they tried to kill him and they falsely arrested him under false charges and put him in prison down in the basement and tried to suffocate him by not allowing him to have enough air to breathe, God sent a tornado and completely blew the jail completely away. I mean, you know, that's a nice way to get some fresh air. You look up, the whole building's gone. <laughs> this was a heavyweight in prayer. She's now walking in it. She's not walking in it. She's not an apostle. She's not a prophet. She's just a person that, that said, Lord, I really believe that if I really sought you, I, I actually think you could do this. Hmm. You see the potential that lies before you if you're willing to cooperate and work with God. And she walked in that all the way till she died. Her husband went on to pastor a church. She's so busy praying that she can't really do the pastoral duties, so she's locked in the prayer. And, and she still loves her, uh, uh, her husband, meeting his needs. The children have grown up now, so now she's got more time to lean into it. But, you know, the husband, he could, he could just say, hey, you know what, we need a new building. She would pray, and within a week, all the money would come in for a new building. I mean, th this was just like, this was just like direct hotline. I mean, this was wild stuff. Wow, praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you today. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. 
Just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Jeremiah 29. And I'll, I'll just I'll give you this, and then you can take it and run with it. Is that okay? Yeah. Jeremiah woo, 29. The Lord likes to cut deals. You'll never meet a businessman sharper than him. The Lord Jesus Christ knows all about business. And he can make it win-win for you and he both. Mm -hmm. You know the Lord's not going to do you wrong. Mm -hmm. You know the Lord's not going to have some kind of fine print where he's going to rip you off. Mm -hmm. Oh, but you, you know you can trust him. Mm. Wow. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I think that many of you already can sense inside. Even when you have your times of prayer, you get the glimpse into your future. You see who God wants you to be. You see what God has destined you to be, and you're endeavoring to get to that place of fulfillment and into that place of blessing. Verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I, I will listen to you. Verse 13, and you will seek me and find me. When? That's, that's the big question, isn't it? Uh, when, when do I have to do this? And Lord, when are you going to answer? And, you know, whether it's seven years or, or two years or two months or 17 days. What, what is a main uh, cog in this wheel that influences a lot of this? And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. So whenever you're willing to lay it all on the line, the Lord's willing to talk. <laughs> Woo! Pastor Stephen, what does God want? He just wants everything. That's all he wants. He just wants everything. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Did you ever notice that half-baked uh, efforts produce really half-baked results? And it shouldn't be surprising, should it? But when you put your all into it, there is a divine grace and a reward not only at the end, but there is a supernatural undergirding all along the journey that keeps you constantly inspired, that keeps you constantly uh, amazed that God's actually in this thing with you, and He wants you to make it to that finish line. Woo! He wants to pour the oil on you. He wants to present the reward to you. And he begins, he begins to move in a mighty way when the commitment is made and you begin to search for him with all of your heart. And just stop and think, you can begin this today. Wow, praise the Lord. But don't forget that good intentions without application will never take you to your destiny. Praise God. Hmm, all in. The willing to go all in. The willingness. Hmm. Praise God. You know, in the 1700s, the word revival was introduced to our English language. We see it used uh, in the Old Testament in context with the man of God, Nehemiah, as he said that we are now experiencing a measure of revival. What is revival in a sense? I, I know it's God's people coming back to him, saying no to distractions saying, I've spent enough time on things that don't profit my mind, that uh, 
You know, I'll just give you an example. I had an email this, this week from a person. I think they were from Asia, somewhere in maybe Seoul or South Korea. Here, here's the question. Pastor Stephen, I love reading the writings of this one author. Is it okay that I do this? And the person had mentioned the name of who the author was. I, I, I didn't recognize the name. I had to Google it to pull it up to find out who it was. Uh, it's, just, it's just a person that, that wrote books that would be about, um, th yeah, crime thrillers, I guess is a good word for it. They're, they're fiction, and they're make-believe, but it's, a, you know, legalese and lawyer-type stuff and crime thrillers and who did it and that, that type of stuff. And, you know, these are the kind of books that, that are about this thick. They're novels. You know, you read them, 800-page novels. And they're, they're, they're the bestsellers that you would find on the New York Times bestseller list. And, you know, it's just an honest question. Pastor Stephen, is it okay if I read this, these books by this gentleman? And you know what? There's, there's, in a sense, nothing wrong with it. There's a place where we all need recreation. There's, an, a, pla there's a place even where uh, entertainment is something that we enjoy. Oh, but though, if you want to move into greatness, if you want to move into greatness, things like that, things like that start to, they, they, they are forcibly weeded out. Not by the Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. You're the one that will have to apply the force and say, I can't go into the glory and do all the fun stuff that I love so much. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but... But it, it puts a demand on you. By, by the way, let me jump back to revival. What is revival also in a sense? Can I give you my definition of revival? Divine disruption. Pastor Stephen, we want revival. Some people have no clue in the world what they mean when they say that. And if revival actually started to flow, they would be some of the first to say, oh, I didn't know this was the demand of it. I didn't know that it's going to literally disrupt all the soulish things that I love. Not that they're even bad. But you, you find out you can't make it to your favorite TV show. You, you find out that if you want to keep this thing rolling, you have to pay that price. You're going to have to be in prayer more. Uh, you're gonna, you're, you will find demands placed on you, particularly in leadership, that you don't have all this slack that others have. Oh, but by the way, though, it's the price of greatness. Well, I'll tell you right now that greatness is real. The greatest person there is, is God. Jehovah God, the Father, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I was in the office of a great man. His own personal office. Hanging out with him decades back. Sitting there as he put his feet up on his desk. It's his desk, he can do whatever he wants to with it. He's relaxed. He's talking to me. He liked me. I was contributing to the work that he had. And I knew that this was a great man of God. But this guy could also be rough around the edges. That, this, this is a great man of God. And you have no idea who I'm talking about. And I'm not going to tell you. A great man of God who could turn right around and blow up at one of his workers and tell that worker off. And then walk off not even care that he did it. He could, he could rough some people up. He, he was um, maybe crude, but still anointed at the same time. Ah, interesting. 
And I realized that he was willing to pay a price, though, that others would never be willing to pay, though, to walk in this thing. Was he perfect? Oh, no. Far from it. Far, far from it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, when I went, let me, I'm trying to put this in code, okay? I'm trying to code things. When I went one time and walked by him, before I had walked by him, I thought, Lord, I'm disappointed in the, the man of God. I've seen him flow mightily in the spirit, but I've also seen things behind the scenes of such great humanity, <laughs> of such even flesh at times, that I feel like I've lost some respect for him. But I walked by him one day, and when I walked by him, you wouldn't believe what I walked into that was on him. I walked into literally greatness. It bounced off him and touched me, and I said, oh my God, it's real. The anointing of God is real, and there's great. He is a great man. People all over the world look at him as a great man. And I knew him from the world's perspective as a great man. But behind the scenes, I had saw, I'd seen so much of his humanity that I just, I thought, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But I, that day, I knew. I walked into something that was on him. It was God all over him. And I walked around the corner, and I, I said, oh, God. I began to weep. I began to weep. I said, God, his greatness comes from you. That's why he's great, because you have touched him with your greatness. And now he's a specialist in this area. Oh, he has flaws. He's not perfect, but he is a powerhouse in this one area. Wow. Why? He sought God in an area that others were not willing to seek him in. And he paid the price, and God put it on him. And once you've got it, God doesn't take it off. Unless you really do something totally crazy to mess it up. <laughs> but even as, as Paul said in the book of Romans, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. And when you've got it, you've got it. Really, from that point on, it's just a matter of maintaining that anointing and walking in it. Woo! Now, that should be encouragement for some of you. Are you happy today? Mm. I want the gold medal, Pastor Stephen. I want that reward. You can have that in the Lord, but there, there's, there's, there's price to pay for that behind the scenes. God, God will talk with you about those conditions. Seeking Him with all of your heart. With all of your heart. Are you willing to lay it all on the line? Get to the very bottom of who you are. I remember Jackie Joyner Kersey, who they say was one of the greatest female athletes ever in track and field. She, she had already won some gold medals, but she realized that if she wanted to shatter world records, it takes a different level of commitment, and, and also win the upcoming goals. So she had to talk about the cost. She sat down not only with her husband, but with all of her children, and said, I can't do this on my own. This is going to have to be a team effort. I'm willing to pay the price and do these extreme workouts. I'm willing to put myself through the pain. Well, I push myself so hard, I vomit on the track. I'm willing to do these things that would break most people. I'm willing to pay that price, physically and psychologically. But I'm going to need your support also. Will you commit with me?
And the husband said, I am all in. The children said, Mom, we're all in. Now go get, go get the gold and shatter the world records while you do it at the same time. And she did. She did. But you have to be willing to count the cost. Mm. When you seek Him with all of your heart, God will move heaven and earth for you. And take you into that place where you stand in a special anointing. A special gifting that they say that regardless of what your career field is, they say that person has something special. And if you want to get the job done, get that person on your team. If you want to get it accomplished, call that person. And there's a saying in the industry, no matter what the industry is, if you're good, you're worth your price. And they'll come calling for you. Woo! Hallelujah. They might try to get it done without you. They realize you, you can do it better than all the others. Mm -mm. That's, that's part of the reward. Whether these things are spiritual gifts, whether these things are anointings from the Lord, whether these things are specific assignments that God has uh, called you into, you can sort all of that out with the Lord. You can work it all out for Him. Hallelujah. I want to ask you to close your Bibles. Please stand up. Praise God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I was ministering one time in Canada. And the Holy Spirit came in very, very powerfully into the meeting. Came in so, power, came in so powerfully that the keyboard player uh, completely was, was knocked out under the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, there was such a fragrance of incense... You know, when you come into the holy place, uh, that back in the Old Testament tabernacle system, there was the burning of incense, and the smoke would go up as the incense was burned. Well, there was such a burning of incense in the meeting that the entire keyboard was, was covered with supernatural ashes from the burning of the incense. You could take your whole hand and just wipe ashes from off the altar of, of heaven. It was, it was amazing manifestations of the glory over into the natural. And after, after the service was over, sitting at, at the table, eating, getting a little bite to eat, talking with the pastor, and the keyboard player coming over, the worship leader coming over, the pastor said to the keyboard player, as you laid there under the power of God, laying there, you fell off, you fell off the, the seat completely backwards, you're under the glory, what was the Holy Spirit revealing to you? The man said that the Holy Spirit revealed one thing to him. You can do better. That was it. That was the summation of the whole experience. You've got more potential. You could try harder. You could push further. You could let go of some of these things and give God more of your attention. You could go to bed earlier or stay up later praying. You could get up earlier. You can begin to give God your very, very best. And that's what that dear man said. He said, the Lord showed me that I could do better. And he says, I'm determined to do just that. All around the world, please lift your hands. Those in the studio, lift your hands. Father, we thank you that in a sense, it's like the Holy Spirit has thrown down a gauntlet, a challenge, saying there's so much more. There's so much more. And, and in so many ways, the only thing that would stand in the way is our flesh. Our own flesh nature. The Adamic fallen nature. Lord, we thank you that it's, that it's 
clear to see the potential. And Lord, you also know our human frailty, that we are clothed in the body of flesh, and that not only is it enjoyable to have recreation and entertainment, it's enjoyable to have a whole lot of recreation and entertainment. And it's so easy for 30 minutes to go into two hours. It's so easy for two hours to turn into four hours. And then we look and we have sown in the total emptiness where we could have made a deposit again into our destiny. So Father, help us. Help us to see the reward of surrendering to you and that you will honor that and that you always pay wages. You can bring them all in accumulation of years and deposit something of great wealth where we make the impact you have determined for us to make. Now, Father, right now, every person with their heart yielded to you. Identify the reward. Identify the path of seeking. There's a path of seeking and what they must do to rise into the realm of the eagle and soar. Not get tied down with all kinds of lesser things. Father, we thank you. Help us with your grace. And Lord, and Lord we thank you. This is, this is also that area of human will that you won't touch. Satan can't touch it either. But you give us our own inner expression of human will. We choose what we want. We decide our decisions. And you actually honor that. So today, we choose to give you our very best. We choose to give you our very best. If that's you, cry out to the Lord and say right now, say, Lord, I choose to give you my best. I choose to seek you with all of my heart now. Thank you, Lord. There's never, never a better time to begin than today. So, Father, we thank you. Let us find those moments. Let us look for those moments to seek you. We thank you. We want to stand on the front lines of kingdom work in the earth. Yes, the front edge of your glory. Hearing daily from your temple what you would say. We thank you for kingdom expansion within our hearts and outward through our lives, winning and touching many for Christ. We thank you, O oh God, there's going to come a day when our work is over, and then we can't work anymore. So we must, we must give you our best now. Now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to say this. Say, I must move now. Say, I must go now. After all, what really are you waiting on? So, Father, we thank you. Now, the Lord already sees those of you that are already in this stream. And he's, he's got your heart. And you have his eye. And the Lord says, he just says, keep running with me. Keep running with me. Hallelujah. And the rewards will get greater and they will get more enjoyable. Hallelujah. And there will come a day when you will step over and go to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And you'll go with no regrets. You'll go saying, I left it all on the field. I poured everything out that I had. Father, we thank you 
for fresh anointing, fresh commitment, fresh strength, fresh grace. And we thank you that we believe your word. We use our faith, and you believe that as we seek, you will reward us. You will. Not maybe, not hopefully. You will. And you see every effort, every prayer, every struggle to get up out of bed to pray, every struggle to put down our recreational stuff and say, I must now give myself to the Lord. You see every bit of that, that it's not easy, that it's difficult, that we're pulled in every direction with the world saying, come do this. Lord, you see, we thank you. You reward. You're the only one that could reward justly and so handsomely. We commit ourselves to you. We thank you. Let us excel in every area of our lives, our marriages, our families, our, our careers. And let us be pleasing to you. Let us rise to the top of where you've called us to be. By your grace, we thank you. In Jesus' name, say amen. Please have a seat and get ready to receive Holy Communion. Woo! Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm -mm. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Hallelujah. Get ready to take communion together. We are a church family of believers gathered from around the world, meeting on the internet, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. Gathering in different time zones and different nationalities because we love the Lord. Hallelujah. God's going to bless you right where you're at. Hallelujah. We also thank the Lord for every ministry partner and every friend. You are welcome to take communion with us together. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father, we bless this little wafer and this juice. We consecrate it. It is now set apart for this special purpose and use. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Father, when we look at it, we still see a little wafer. We still see what would appear to be juice. But we know that we are receiving now the body and the blood of our Savior. And Father, as we receive the body of Jesus... We thank you. We thank you for a motive. That Jesus also had a motive. That he went to the cross with the joy set before him of what the reward would be. And that's us. We were the reward that he saw. All the souls that would be saved. Thank you, Father. As we receive his body, we thank you that you still give wonderful rewards. We seek you in Jesus' name. Let's receive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Father, we thank you for the blood. Woohoo! The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Pastor Stephen, I was trying to seek the Lord, and I fell short. Get back up. 
The blood of Jesus washes you from all sins and cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Just get plugged right back in. Don't waste any time. Confess your sin. Get right back in. He washes it all away. Get right back on track. Hallelujah. And don't bring it back up. Don't dredge it back up. The Lord doesn't want to hear about it. It's over with. It's gone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it. We receive forgiveness of sins and right standing with you through his shed blood. Amen. Let's drink it. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm on a divine journey. And to the heart of God. To fulfill my assignment. To achieve my high call. To receive. My reward from God. Say, I'm motivated. I'm on fire. Say, I know what I want. God has shown me the target, and I stay on track. Now say this, say, the Lord will come. Say, He will come, and He will reward me. And the time is getting closer. The reward is getting closer. He comes with my reward in His hand. Therefore, I will give him my very best. If you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, do you think the Lord actually sees that? Well, it doesn't feel like he does, Pastor Stephen. Do you actually think the God who governs the entire universe, stars, planets, solar systems, galaxies, all of these things, watches over everything, knows if a hair of your head falls off, knows if a little sparrow's having a hard day. He sees everything. Everything. He takes everything. Everything is noted and even recorded. It's even actually all written out. Every effort you make, every sacrifice, every, every choice you made to use your time wisely for him to invest in him, he knows all of that all contributes to the weight, the weight of your reward. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you for visitation. Visitation. Hallelujah. Please pray in the Spirit for a moment. Visitation. Visitation of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit flowing. Praise God. If you're here today in the studio and you need prayer, raise your hand. Wave your hand at me. Need some prayer? Front row first. Come right here. I want to take that person right there. Just come stand right here. Oh, Lord, we give you praise today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Debbie, what do you need? Two things. What are they? Yes. All right. All right. Let's pray for her daughter. Her daughter's name is Monica. Standing in faith for healing in her body. So, Father, we lift up Monica. 
Lord, we just reach out and touch her by faith. We release healing into her body. Thank you, Father God. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. She's been standing in faith, trusting you. We thank you for the full reward manifesting now at this time. Healing. No more delay. We speak blessing over Monica's life. With freedom and joy. And even visitation. Thank you. Yes, Father, new body parts of that which would have been damaged or reduced into that body. Woo! Woo, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord's showing me there are going to be those of you that God even desires. Now, now get rid of your false humility. God shows me he wants to make you great. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I don't, I don't want to be great. It, it's okay when God's in it, when God does it. Greatness is a blessing from God. It's real. God told Abraham, I will make your name great. That was for God. That was, fame can even be identified as a covenant blessing. There's some of you guys talking to you right now. God wants to make you great because of your solution, because of your product, because of your anointing, because of your gifting, because of what he has done. He wants to make you great because it brings him glory. You need to be able to receive that with a humble heart, with a grateful heart, but let God touch you with a real genuine substance of his that's actually called greatness. And look, that's all it takes. He can touch you with it. And the next thing you know, you're great. Something has happened. And you become a great person in the earth. Get ready for it. He wants to do that in your life. Father, thank you for touching Monica, touching her. A great miracle, a great anointing, a great healing. Raise her up for your glory. And all the pain and suffering that the devil has put her through. Let her go forth with an anointing to bring deliverance and healing and miracles to many through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, O oh God. Put a miracle anointing upon her life. Thank you, Father God. Father, we just thank you for Debbie, that her security is in you. And she'll always have a good job. She's blessed, and nobody can remove her. Nobody can remove her. She's blessed and anointed. We thank you, Father God. She always stands in need and demand uh, because, because of her talent. She's always needed. Thank you, Father God. And what others may see as fragile, they have no clue. She's more solid than all of them combined. So we thank you, Father God, for blessing. We thank you for heavenly security. We thank you for work always and blessing. In Jesus' name, uh, there's an anointing of cinnamon, uh, of the fiery anointing of the Lord coming over you now. You're going to begin to smell cinnamon. And Father, we just thank you for that anointing of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, for your fire and peace and also a new level of seeking. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Uh, those of you that would begin to smell the supernatural fragrance of cinnamon, uh, cinnamon uh, Pastor Kelly, did you have something? Well, I just want to say that I keep hearing the word promotion over and over and over. Uh -huh. So what might look like a demotion or even a demolition, I just keep hearing the Lord saying, promotion belongs to you. Yes. All right. So don't look at the circumstances. Don't even think about it. The Lord is going to promote you, Deb. And for Monica, um, I just uh, was hearing that the Lord is rebuilding her engine. Mm. I just saw like a, an old truck. 
with the old stuff being taken out and a whole new engine being put on the inside. So we do call forth those body parts from heaven, any missing body parts in the area of the yes. organs and the tissues, yes. the small intestine, the large intestine, whatever those missing parts are, we call them down from the storeroom of heaven and we call creative miracles forth now in Monica's life in Jesus' name. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for completely restoring her on the inside. Mm. All in that stomach area, every organ, every tissue, whatever is missing, we call it forth now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, that you have called Monica to be a sign and a wonder yes. for your glory, for this hour, for this season, right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for complete restoration coming all over Monica right now in Jesus name we call it forth we call it done we call it complete now in Jesus mighty name deliverance belongs to Monica now we thank you for it, father in Jesus mighty name glory to God praise God glory so father we just ask that you would raise Monica up yes. the mighty anointing yes. to go to the yes. nations yes, and minister the gospel. Glory to God. The power of your spirit Glory. with an amazing testimony. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Who's Glory next? Glory to God. Let me take that next row. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, Jesus, we thank you today. Hallelujah. Bless, bless, bless you, Lord. Glory Hallelujah. To God. Glory to the good Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Just stand right there just for a moment. See, some of you you need to go to the mirror in your bathroom, stand in front of the mirror and say, God's going to make me great. Yes. I know there would be somebody, there's always somebody to say, well, we can't all be great. Well, you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. You can be the person that writes the next great song. You can be the person that writes the next great book. You can be the person that, cre that creates the next great thing. You can be great. Because of God's touch on your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What do you need today? Um, pray for my children. Your children. And my family, basically. Where are you from? Raleigh. North Raleigh. Praise God. Father, we just thank you for the children. How many children? Two. We thank you for the two children. Boy or girl? Or... Boy and girl. Father, thank you for the boy and the girl. Caleb, Caleb and who? Sinai. Sinai. Lord, bless them with your anointing thank you father God touching you right now there's an, a, a deliverance anointing coming on you right now I speak peace and shalom and healing thank you father God thank you father God in Jesus name Lord just touched you so we thank you father there's a new freedom a new joy hallelujah praise God something that was trying to hinder and oppress you has, has just left you and come off of you and you're free says the Lord hallelujah Something that had, uh, had uh, completely worried you and it's gone. Hallelujah. Praise God. You, you sense that? Something just uh, completely left you. Praise God. That was like trying to lock you down. So, Father, we thank you for breakthroughs and miracles. Hallelujah. We give you praise. You're married. You're not married. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for everything covered and smooth and wonderful. Hallelujah. Uh, you're going to get remarried because you're going to have more children in the right time, right way, right place. Right time, right way, right place. 
That's why I ask you if you're, if you're married, because uh, there's more children destined for your future, uh, at least two more. So, Father, we just thank you. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Is a pain. It's bothering me all the time. You don't know why. Um, I slept when I was 15 years old. Okay. Long time ago. Yes. Well, the Lord wants to take care of that. Yes. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. Into that back, Pastor yes. Kelly, just put your hand back there. Healing anointing now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just take that. Amen. 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 It's done. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Woo. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. Amen. God bless you. Who's next? Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Hi. Hi. What do you need prayer for? Um, different things, but mainly my voice. Mm -hmm. These are them. Okay. Um, Fernando and Samuel, they need to seek the Lord. Oh, okay. Out of the way. Praise God. My finances, my healing also. Okay. Silences, frequently, pain in my hips, my legs. Okay. And Just, my vision. I had four mm. surgeries. They didn't work right. Mm. And my vision is worse. Okay. okay. Just lift your hands. What's your name? Patricia. Father, we just thank you today for Patricia. I just release your anointing to this body and to these sinuses. Be healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open up. Begin the work properly. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, even supernatural ability to smell in the heavenly realm. The smell of fragrances in the spirit realm. Thank you, Father God. Healing in the eyes. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just pray for the two uh, sons. Bless them. Where are they at? What city? Uh, close to Raleigh is one of them. And okay. The other one lives in, uh, in Oregon. Okay. Father, bless them. Uh, out in Oregon, up in Raleigh, bless them, oh God. With your touch, we thank you, Father God. You're tracking them. We thank you, Father God. Yes. Let your kindness overwhelm them. Thank you, Father God. Let them come to the foot of the cross, to Calvary, and receive Christ in serving we plead the blood of Jesus over them. Satan, we break your power over their lives. Loose them. Thank you, Father. Put spiritual laborers in their paths. We call them into the kingdom. Thank you, Father, to serve you. Thank you, Father God. Healing anointing. Into this body. Enjoy. Enjoy. It's time for the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. For God does have a reward for you. Uh, a portion of that will be your your son serving the Lord. That's a portion of the reward. And so seek the Lord with all of your heart. And God will touch your whole family. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just also see a mighty intercessor anointing resting on her. Well, others will say, please pray for me because you're getting, you're getting great results. So we just thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for a mighty prayer flow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. I see. I see. Friday nights, the Lord will uh, will call you. The Spirit of God will call you for uh, often over Friday nights. Maybe not all night, but give the Lord, you know, at least an hour, maybe longer, just to intercede, pray in the Spirit. So, Father, we thank you for that. 
And if it's really flowing, go longer. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Gentee, please bring your, your family up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Mm. You know, by the way, Friday night is one of those nights that can be a very profitable night for many that work the traditional Monday through Friday. I know sometimes you get off work, you want a little break, and that's fine. Have a nice dinner, relax a little bit. But you could, you could easily grab two or three hours because oftentimes if you work Monday through Friday, you're off on Saturday. So maybe you could sleep in a little bit if you stay up later and pray. Who knows? Maybe pray until like 1 o'clock in the morning. So that's, that's what's neat. You can experiment with all of this and find what works best for you. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. My goodness. These children have really grown up. Hallelujah. What do you need prayer for? A better understanding for math. And what would you like prayer for? Okay. Praise God. Okay, so Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Let an anointing come upon this young man for math. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. I know his mother has that anointing. And I believe his father does too. So, Father, let this anointing come upon this young man. But, Lord, let him not just be good at math. Let him be real good at math. Let him be able to begin to grasp calculus and the things that would be, as they say, higher math. Let him be comfortable swimming in that realm. Touch his mind. Lord God, touch his mind with greatness for math. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the ability to also understand the realms of engineering in these other areas. Numbers. Thank you, Father God. At an early age, give him an eye for his destiny of where he will end up at so that he can be fast-tracked along that line with his training and his education. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Now, Father, touch him with prophetic grace to begin to walk in the Spirit, to begin to fly as the eagle, to ascertain things that the mental can never grasp, that the natural mind cannot behold, but the Spirit begins to see into. So, Lord, let the prophetic anointing begin to come upon him. That is his inheritance. Let him begin to walk into it at an early age, even from this time forth. Begin moving in the Spirit with uh, discerning the Spirit's words of knowledge, the prophetic gifts with prophecy, and seeing into the Spirit realm. You're going to begin to see into the Spirit realm. Okay? So, Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So, Father, I just pray over those fingernails. I, I just thank you, Father God. I just I ask you lift any kind of nervousness or edginess and let it be replaced with calmness and peace. We thank you, Father, one step forward. So I just give you praise, Father God. Uh, dreams from heaven, that nighttime be a time of peace and great sleep, of, uh, of good sleep all the way through the night. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. So I hear the Lord saying that any time you, you feel like you might want to chew your nails, lift your hands to the Lord and praise the Lord. Give your fingernails to Jesus in praise. And just say, look, Jesus, I'm not chewing. I'm blessing you with them. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, let a new anointing come on her. A new fire 
a new walk, just as her brother will be walking in the prophetic. Let it come up on her as well. Uh, there's a singing anointing God's putting on you. Uh, the ability to sing the song of the Lord, as the prophetess Deborah would sing the song of the Lord. You will sing fluently the song of the Lord. Hallelujah. Many times it will be a spontaneous song that will come out. And just sing to the Lord. You will bring great delight to the Lord's heart. And you will bless many of His people. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you for Genty. We speak blessing over her life. And anointing to increase. She has a kingdom heart. Lord, she's the kind of person that if you told her to give everything, uh, she literally would give every single thing. So now, Lord God, let a reward from you come. Father, for she has a heart to give. And she loves your kingdom work. And she's a, she, she supports many very, very vital ministries in the earth. And she's a blessing to our ministry. So touch her, oh God. Touch her with a desire for her heart to be able to just pour out liberally. We thank you. We thank you, Father yeah. God. And Father, bring back the cry of her heart, yeah. uh, which is a walk with you, uh, uh, Father God, of a, of, of, a deep, of a deeper intimacy. And I sense that uh, she does have a very strong walk, but she feels in her heart like some of the stuff that she used to have has slipped. And she wants to get back. So, Lord, now come sweep her up with the winds of heaven, just as an eagle can stand on, the, on, the, on that crest of that, of that rock. And that wind will come and sweep up, and that's when he goes, and it lifts him. We thank you for the sweeping up of your spirit. And uh, some of the things that have troubled you that would try to pull you out of this realm. The Lord says, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Don't even worry about it. And, and the Lord says, you don't even have to pray about it. Just come to me, and I'll take care of these peripheral things. So, Father, we thank you for this. She's going to be back in the eagle's nest. She's going to be back in the heavenly soaring. And you're going to be causing the enemy a lot of problems. Your focus is not the enemy. Your focus is the Lord. But what you will be doing with the Lord will cause the enemy a lot of problems and a lot of grief. And that, of course, makes the Lord happy. So we thank you, Father, that the enemy is defeated. You're going to be shown some things. And you're going to be taken some places by the Lord in these trips. Where you'll be able to pray very effectively as the Lord even takes you behind the scenes and shows you what the enemy is doing with his dirty plots and his dirty deeds. And you will pray very effectively against that. And the work of God will go forward. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for this moving in the Spirit. Bless her. Bless her, O oh God. And refresh her in Jesus' name. Um, hallelujah. Okay, so, Lord... All it takes is one touch. Uh, you put Daniel in the Babylonian kingdom, and he flourished. He had something that those in Babylon just couldn't. They couldn't get it no matter what they did. Lord, put it all over her. Lord, put, put your anointing all over her. Let her rise to the top. To the top where crazy things happen that she touches. Multiplication happens of what she touches and what she oversees. So we thank you, Father God, that she will be like a Daniel. She will walk like a God in the earth. She has access to God. She has light and understanding that those around her, they can't get into the places she's getting into, the realms of glory. So we thank you. We thank you that great favor will come out of this and great blessing in Jesus' name. Bless your marriage and family. And the Lord says it is blessed. It is good in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Genti, I, I see the Lord giving you wings today so that you can go into those secret places that no one else can go into because the Lord has things for you to do for him in the spirit and in the natural realm. And I heard the Lord say that he will personally teach you to profit. Mm -hmm. The more you go in in secret into those secret places with the Lord in those times of prayer and seeking and just listening and sitting in his presence, I heard the Lord say he will personally teach you to profit. Why? Because he knows you're a kingdom investor. So the Lord is going to cause you to profit, not only in your job, but outside of your job. I see you investing, and the Lord is going to teach you how. Yes. In Jesus' name. Lands, you're going to own lands. You're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a, a, a portfolio that God's going to help you build up. Hallelujah. Look to the Lord. Amen. God bless you, Genti. So, Father, we thank you. Do you feel... My brothers and sisters, do you feel the fire burning? God, we thank you. So, Father, as we close today, we thank you for the flame of your spirit. Mm. Glory. We thank you for this new moving of your spirit that many evangelicals are going to be pulled into the what we know as the spirit-filled experience. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Get ready. You're going to see a lot of... Um, what we would call mainline denominational people get pulled into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God's already set them up. You know, when I drive by a Methodist church, uh, you know, you see that their symbol, their logo is that flame, the Holy Spirit. And you know, in the early days of John, With John Wesley, all dying gifts of the Holy Spirit were operating in his ministry. And that flame was a representation of the Holy Spirit. Now today, it's just a logo. But the Holy Spirit's going to begin to move in many mainline denominations, you're going to see a lot of Baptists, a lot of Methodists, a lot of people just come rushing into the Pentecostal Spirit-filled experience. So the last thing God's people need to be doing is, is lagging. We need to be running. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we need to be able to say the standard is prayer. The, the standard is the Word. And we, we don't need to be like setting the wrong example. We need to be running. Hallelujah. Because they're looking, for, they're looking for valid experience, not just in traditional format. They, they want the power. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it's going to be great, great glory. It's already flowing. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. Seal what was done by your Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you that you have established a reward. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for watching today. Let's go out with a song of praise. We'll see you back next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.